Today's podcast is brought to you by my book, The Sex Spiral, Forgiven and Free from Pornography. The Sex Spiral will teach you God's design for sexuality, the triggers that lead to porn addiction, and how to exit the sex spiral with a purity plan for your life. You can order online at Amazon.com or any other retailer. Hey, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's show. The Dustin Daniels Show. Unashamedly proclaiming God's purity through His Son, Jesus Christ. Devoted to saving marriages. Dedicated to protecting children. Addressing sex with biblical truth and without shock value. You're listening to the intersection of life and lust. Call toll-free at 1-855-5-DUSTIN. And now, here's your host, Purity Pastor Dustin Daniels. The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. The Spirit also helps us in our weakness because we don't know how to pray for what we need. But the Spirit intercedes along with our groans that cannot be expressed in words. It's Romans 8.26. So how many times have you guys heard this? Well, all I can do is pray now. Let's just pray about it. Oh my goodness, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that, and if I had a quarter for every time I said it, why do you think it's our natural tendency to do everything that we can first? And then when that fails, we turn to prayer as a last resort. Why is that? When we do turn to prayer, we don't even know how to pray for the circumstance that we're in. Just like the Apostle Paul states in in Romans 8.26. Is it possible that we've turned prayer into a religious activity? That when Almighty God simply wants us to have a conversation with Him throughout the day. This means both speaking and listening. And ladies, are you concerned about your marriage? Is your marriage everything that you ever dreamed it would be as a little girl and single ladies are, are you wondering when the lover of your soul will give you a godly man that will love and protect you from the marriage day forward? How do you as the husband's helper and helpmate, become that Proverbs 31 woman? Sharon Janes is a popular conference speaker, avid blogger, and best-selling author of numerous books and Bible studies. She is also the co-founder of Girlfriends in God, a ministry with approximately 500,000 online devotion subscribers. Wow. Sharon, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Dustin. I'm delighted to be back. Hey, what what kind of devotion are you sending out uh, via email to have such a following? First, I want to say that we are not smart enough to make that happen. (laughs) (laughs) This is such a God thing. Um, But our devotions, uh, they run through crosswalk.com and biblegateway.com, and the devotions go out every weekday. We have 
two other ministry partners, Mary Sutherland and Gwen Smith, and every day there's a devotion that um, goes out that is pertaining to some aspect of a, of a woman's life. It could be, uh, they're usually not just for marriage and motherhood, but just more, more generalized um, devotion. There's a section in there called Now It's Your Turn, where we actually give them questions. So it's, they're not just reading the devotion. There's some, an interactive component to it. Um, and there's a prayer. And um, we've written two books together, Trusting God and Knowing God by Name. And um, those are basically laid out like the devotions, but there's a video component so they can they can have the book, do the devotions, and watch a video of one of us teaching on a particular topic, Trusting God or Knowing God by Name. And that's all. Um, the, the videos are free on our website at Girlfriends and God. But, um, yeah, we just love ministering to women and interacting with them. And uh, we do a lot of social media stuff, the Facebook and the, the tweeting and all that goes along with that. Sure, sure. Well, that's that's an amazing number of people. And, and thank you so much for pouring your life into those women. Um, one of the, the books that we're dis- or the book that we're discussing today is is titled Praying for Your Husband from Head to Toe, A Daily Guide to Scripture-Based Prayer. And last week we talked about your book and basically what prayer is, and and you gave us a couple of examples and wonderful stories about the redemption in these wives that you minister to. And and this week we're going to talk about actually what is in this book and, and why it's so powerful. You've identified 16 different landmarks on the husband's body to actually pray over, literally from head to toe. Like I mentioned last week, my wife has been going through your devotional for the past couple months, and I can literally tell the Holy Spirit will give me this peace when she is praying, and it is working in her life as well, and so powerful. So thank you so much for writing this book. Let's start with some of these different landmarks, and let's start with the mind. Hey, we're going to just start right at the top. And, um, you know, what I want to say, Justin, that one of my goals in writing this book is, yes, teaching women how to pray Scripture over their husbands, but one of my goals is that a woman will do this so often that she won't even need this book, that she, it'll just become the way she prays. You know, when, when the disciples said to Jesus, um, teach us how to pray, um, he taught them how to pray. He didn't tell them necessarily what to pray as if this is supposed to be a rope prayer. It was more this is how to pray, a pattern of prayer. And that's what I want this to become. Yes, they're going to be following these scriptures that we're talking about, and this is what they're going to be praying. But my, my prayer is that this will become how they pray, so they won't even need the book eventually. But we do start at the top, and we talk, we talk about praying for a, a man's mind. And, and that just start, I mean, that just controls everything. So we, we're going to start at the top and, and pray for his mind and what he thinks about, um, what tumbles around in his head, what he allows to, to come in to his mind. Um, the, the scripture tells us, as a man thinks within himself, so he is. So that's one of the most important aspects. It tells us in scripture also, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so many times we think of being transformed, being changed by changing the way we act. But the truth is you cannot act differently than you think. That is such a key statement. You cannot act differently than you think. So as we pray, 
We're going to start at the top, praying for the husband's mind and what he thinks about throughout any given day. Tell us exactly how the book is. So it's a, you have 30 days of specific prayer as an example to get women started. Is that correct? That's correct. You know what? Why don't we just do this? Why don't each time we talk about a landmark, I'll give you an example. That'd be great. Um, for example, um, I just opened it up to day 18. Day 18, there'll be... Um, There'll be the landmarks listed, his mind, his eyes, his, his ears, his mouth, his neck, his shoulders. And then we go down to his heart, his back, his arms, his hands, his ring finger, his side, his sexuality, his legs, his knees, and his feet. So those are his, the different areas that we're praying for a husband. We just talked about the mind. So on, on this day 18, the mind, is the scripture is Ephesians 3, 17 through 19. It says this. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So that is the scripture for that day for his mind. And then underneath that, there will be a prayer. And the prayer is this. We're just praying, praying the scripture in. Almighty God, I pray that my husband, being rooted and established in love, may have the power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that he will be filled to the measure of all the fullness of you, enable his mind to grasp the concept of your love for him, even through the full measure, of, even though the full measure of it is far beyond human understanding. So that is the mind you have the scripture, and then praying that scripture in. And then you move down towards your husband's eyes. And obviously, we're highly influenced by what we see and and what we think about. And and, uh, one of the questions that you pose in your book is, uh, are wives supposed to police their husband's actions when when they start doing this? Or just, are you talking from an overall sense? Well, with I think with eyes, you know, we we do we're so, we're wired so differently, aren't they? I mean, what was God thinking? You know, but <laughs> but men are um, they're so wired to look, they just are, and you know that with the program that you do. That and if you want to see what tempts a guy, just look, sit down with your husband and watch a a, a baseball game or a football game, watch any sport um, show on television. And look at the commercials, because the people who write those commercials have done a lot of research to see how to entice a man to buy their product. And when you look at those commercials, you see, so this is what's going to entice my husband to look. And, and, and you can see how important the eyes are to what he looks at. Um, and we can pray that our husband will have the the strength, the courage to turn his eye, to just turn away, to just look away, to not look at that billboard, to not look at that particular woman in the mall. And it's not just sexual things. It's it's other things as well. I was talking to my husband about this, and, man, I was surprised some of the stuff he said. And when I sat down and looked at those ball games, I even looked at all the the fat, the food commercials that there were. That's right. You know, that was a surprise to me. I said, really? Right. Said, oh yeah, it's a struggle for guys. I mean, even that, you know, what he's looking at, he's 
praying that he will be able to have the willpower um, to look away. How do wives, from your perspective, how, how do you not get upset at this, really this natural tendency for us as men and for your husband specifically, not to look at someone else who is attractive? that on another day. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, I don't know that it would ever, I, I think it helps to know that they're kind of wired that way. I mean, I think, you know, that women are the most beautiful of all of God's creations. And, and, and I, I think I always joke and say, you know, when, um, when God created everything in the world that we see, and he said, it is good. And then he created Eve, and I imagine Adam said, now this is really good. But um, I, I don't know that we'll ever not, it, it won't hurt, it does hurt our feelings. And I think a guy needs to know that. Absolutely. That, you know, that it does hurt a woman's, your wife's feelings, your girlfriend's feelings, when you look at someone else. And it, it, um, it makes a woman feel like that she's not enough. I would say, gentlemen, that this is a learned behavior, that this, uh, self-control is a fruit of the spirit and that you obviously may see someone or or see someone out of your peripheral vision so the first look okay that's a gimme second look you can control that your wife knows she knows what's going on she can read you like a book especially if you've been married for a, a while so a minute. I, I, no, wait a minute, a minute. <laughs> So I, I would encourage you to take that to prayer as well, because there is nothing, nothing more honoring than for you to look, to continue looking into your wife's eyes when you're having dinner and all this activity is going around and you give her your full attention. I say something to the wives too, to, um, to be a, a little understanding in this area that, that God has wired them this, that way. And if you see your husband look, and then you see him intentionally turn away, ten, intentionally, you know, look at you or to look down. You know, that they should feel so honored. And don't get mad that he looked the first time, but be grateful that he had the courage to turn away. But this is where one, uh, the wife comes in, praying for her husband to have the courage to do that and to be led by the Holy Spirit to do that. Sharon James is the author of a book titled Praying for Your Husband from Head to Toe. And ladies, what this is, is a daily guide to scripture-based prayer. You can find out more about Sharon at girlfriendsingod.com and also SharonJanes.com. That's J-A-Y-N-E-S. And what we're doing is we're just, we're just going through her book on day 18 and giving you a sample of what this book is all about. And as we move through or over, I guess, the, the husband's body, we come to probably one of the most important um, pieces to pray over, and that's your husband's mouth. Mm, because okay. because yeah. we, like to, we, we like to not think and speak sometimes, and that's, mm-hmm. we, we, need, we need your help, Sharon. So how do we do that? <laughs> you know, um, we women need that as well. <laughs> I know you're surprised. <laughs> but no, just praying for our husband throughout the day, the words that that he speaks, because as we know, um, the Bible says that, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And when God created the world, he created the animals, he gave man the most incredible gift of all, which is that gift of words. And the power that we have in our words 
um, can change the people around us. Um, it can change our own lives because we um, we are rewarded or we are um, disciplined because of the words that come out of our mouth. And sometimes the success of your husband can lie in the words that, that come out of his mouth. So praying that, that guard will that God will set up a guard over his mouth and that he'll keep watch over the door of his lips and that he will be using his words in a wise way. And, sharing... and we cover that every day. Each one of the landmarks we're talking about, there's, we cover that 30 days. We're praying for his mouth. We're starting at the top, praying for his head, move to his eyes, what he looks at, his ears, what he listens to, and then to his mouth, the words that he speaks. Um, the scripture for that is, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. That's from Ephesians 4.15. So here's the prayer that we're praying that scripture over our husband. Lord, teach my husband how to speak the truth in love. If he has to confront a co-worker, a friend, or even me, prompt him to sift his words through the filter of mercy and grace before he speaks. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Now, I had to laugh at this next this next um, landmark, which is the neck. And I, I love the story. I've never actually seen this movie, but but you share a story out of a movie called My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yes. Um, this is a, a movie about a Greek girl who meets a boy who's not Greek, and um, they want to get married, and her Greek father is very upset and does not want her to marry someone who is not Greek. So she's talking to her mother about it, very upset, and she said, ah, but the husband is the head of the house. And then the mother says, yes, but the woman is the neck that turns the head. <laughs> and every time, I've seen this movie like three times, and every time everyone just uh. laughs and they totally understand what she's talking about. But here's the deal. Suppose the woman is not the neck, and she prays that God will be the neck. Mm. Now that is awesome. Wow. We pray for his neck. And when we pray for his neck, we're, we're praying for what turns his head to the left or to the right, the decisions that he makes. And as we pray for his neck, we are praying that God will be the one who helps him to make his decisions on any given day, that, that Jesus will be the, the north star of his moral compass. And, man, doesn't that just fit right in with what you do, just, Dustin, just that, that, that Jesus will be the north star of his moral compass to keep his decisions. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. And we move down towards the, the heart. Obviously, that's that's who or what your husband loves. And this is this is what you call the hub of the wheel. Right, Sharon? It is the hub of the wheel. Now, we, we started with the head and that's the thought. He's the thoughts that he thinks. And that does control um, so many of his actions. But the heart, the heart is, is like that as well. And even more so. Because whatever he loves, that's that's how he's going to live live his life. Um, you know, I remember going to to Yellowstone Park and watching Old Faithful, that that um, beautiful geyser that would shoot up in in the air, you know, right on cue every time. And we looked at it, we took pictures, and then we went to a, another national, uh, not monument, I can't think of the right word, but a, a, another thing that sightseers would stop and see, and that were, they were the sulfur ponds. There were these pools of horrible-smelling, sulfur-filled waters. And I thought, you know, in 30 minutes, we've looked at water in two different ways. We've seen beautiful water.
coming from below, faithful, old faithful, and then we've seen water again in these stagnant pools. And it made me think of the heart. And our heart will be one of those two things. It will be pure, um, it will be faithful, or it can be repulsive. And it changes everything. It's the hub of the wheel that all the different spokes of life are attached, as, as you just mentioned. So we're praying for his heart. And when we pray for his heart, we're praying for what he loves and for who he loves and the priorities in his life that he loves. We're, we're praying for the wellspring for, from which all of his life um, will flow. Let me give you an example of a prayer um, for his heart. And again, I'm just that still that back at that um, day 18. The scripture is Proverbs 28:14. It says, Blessed is the man who always fears the Lord, but he who hardens his heart falls into trouble. So the prayer for that day, Lord, give my husband a malleable heart. May he always fear you, revere you, and submit to you. Keep his heart from becoming hardened through any form of disobedience or rebellion against you. So that's the prayer for that day for his heart. And then we move down towards your husband's back, which represents protection, arms, which are his strength, hands, which are his work. And I love this, Sharon, ring finger, which represents the marriage. You've got the side of your husband, which is the uh, relationship part, and then his sexuality, his need for physical intimacy. And this is kind of where we want to wrap up today. Give us just exactly why a wife wants to pray for his sexuality um, on a daily basis. Well, you know, this is one area, and and the ring finger I talk about this as well. Um, We are praying for our husbands here in this, this pattern of prayer that I've focused on in the book. But when it comes to praying for your ring finger, which is the marriage and sexuality, we need to be praying for both of us. And, and I really encourage women to be praying for themselves as, as a wife, too, to know how to meet her husband's needs. This is so important. And as we know, sexuality or just sexual intimacy is so important for a man, um, and it is one area that we see the enemy attacking attacking men. We see it time and time again. We, we see it again in every area we've prayed over, whether it's his eyes or what he's listening to and his decisions. So much in our culture, sexually saturated culture, um, there's so many areas for the, atten- the enemy to attack him in. And it's so important for us to pray for protection for our husbands in this area. And I want to say too, Dustin, that, you know, there's that scripture, if you see someone who's cold, um, don't say, you know, God bless you and walk away. Give him your coat. And, and, and for a woman, as she's praying for her husband in all of these areas, as she pray, is praying for him for, for his sexual intimacy, she needs to check her own radar, too, and make sure she is meeting her husband's needs in this area. Because as we pray for our husbands, if we are ignoring this part of our marriage, we're setting him up to be tempted. God has given men a, that desire, and if we're not meeting it, and I'm not ever blaming, a, I mean, a man's got to make his own choice. I mean, he makes his choice whether to sin or not, but the woman needs to do her part as well to protect him and to not to open, to not open that door of temptation for him, but making sure she's following that and you know, taking care of him in that area. And, and 
Dustin, I'm going to have to get off of that other book, um, Becoming the Woman of the Streets Again, because I talk about this. It's so important for a man. If, you're, if a woman is doing this out of obligation, the husband knows. And that is not sexually fulfilling him. That'd be like a man coming home one night on their anniversary, handing some flowers and saying, here, here's the flowers, their anniversary. I really thought it was a waste of money, but I knew I was supposed to do this. Sharon James is my guest. Thank you so much, Sharon, for sharing your wisdom in this book, Praying for Your Husband from Head to Toe. It's a daily guide to scripture-based prayer. God bless you. We'll see you next week. The Dustin Daniels Radio Show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the host nor the station is engaged in rendering counseling advice for your personal situation. If you need further help, we encourage you to seek the services of a Christ-based counseling professional. For more information on the radio show, visit DustinDanielsRadio.com.